Is this thing on? I guess so. Here we go. First episode coming at you. My name is Brian. My co-host and I, Taylor, we're going to review movies weekly. That's right. We love movies. Hope you do too. start off by talking about what was playing in theaters this week and what we wanted to see. I mean, obviously there's a lot of indie releases coming out right now because it's that time of the year. So for me, there was The Lighthouse. Uh, the Irishman was playing in my area. Oh my God, the light- Did you see The Lighthouse? I didn't see The Lighthouse, but I kind of wanted to based off of that last trailer. It just looked very intriguing to me. It looked like straight up... <laughs> Swiss Army Man in black and white in, on steroids. Like Pretty it. much, but I'm kind of into Robert Pattinson these days. I just watched The King on Netflix, and he is absolutely ridiculous in it, so I was kind of into it. But um, Is he confirmed Batman? Is that, he is, that the he is confirmed Batman. There's Jesus. been like a lot of casting news recently about it. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen The Joker yet, so people talking about all of these connections and the potential sequel to the joker i don't really know but let's move on to why we chose jojo rabbit because i have been looking forward to this movie all year taika is my favorite working director right now um and i've seen every one of his movies and they don't disappoint in my opinion so this was like on my radar yeah he pretty much had me with what we do in the shadows that was like one of the funniest movies of all time yeah and then of course boy hey boy boy yeah hey boy i mean he's just he the new zealand comedy that he brings to i don't know like before him it was chris lilly the dude yeah. from summer heights high or those um those hbo shows that brought that comedy and then you you get taika and what, yeah what we do in the shadows was a gem Dude, the New Zealand accent just makes everything funny because I was watching Disney Plus. Yeah, we'll talk about uh, later. We'll talk and about that. There's a Gordon Ramsay show on there that's like him going around the world, and he goes to New Zealand and he talks to this yeah. New Zealand chef. And I was just like cracking up the whole time. She wasn't even saying anything funny, but just her voice is like. It's just like the high pitch at the hey, what's yeah. going on? Uh, hey, yeah, so we're gonna cook a pizza. Yeah, dude. I always go back to uh, Taika in. Thor with uh, when he's Cork. Hey man, you want to ride the hammer? Yeah, oh, the hammer rode ridiculous. on your back. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, so Tyke is the man. Yeah, Tyke is the man. So Jojo Rabbit was an instant uh, winner for us for the for the first uh, inaugural episode. Um, so yeah, let's. Uh, I guess let's just talk about the movie itself. Um, go ahead, you jump in. Sure. So. I guess the movie starts. The good thing about this is I didn't see like any trailers, right? Yeah, I, I saw one. I saw one where it was like kind of. I mean, I saw maybe one clip of Taika's Hitler, and like that was it. But right, right, right. <laughs> just like a brief clip of that. So. And everybody's like, "How can 
a, a person play Hitler, right? How can it be funny? I tried to describe yeah. to certain people, but I couldn't do it justice. Yeah, so I'll, I'll go through a quick synopsis then, I guess. So okay, yeah, yeah. Opens up, right? There's this boy, Jojo. His name's just Jojo at first, not even Jojo, Jojo Rabbit. Right? Jojo so Betzla. We find out very quickly it's taking place towards the end of World War II, and he's a young Nazi fanatic. So yeah, his that's the right word. Dad basically is off fighting in the war for Germany. Oh, sorry, thanks. And yep. he basically becomes this fanatic because, I mean, the way I read into it is because his dad's gone. He didn't really have that male figure. So he basically took on Hitler and joining the Nazi Reich to kind of fill that void. So he yeah. goes to this Nazi summer camp to, like, open things up. <laughs> and basically he's in this Nazi summer camp. They try and have him kill a rabbit and he can't do it, so they basically all just call him a bitch boy, and then his name becomes Jojo Rabbit. So then from there, it just kind of takes off. Silliness ensues. Where I mean, we're going into full spoiler territory. Yeah, well, right? I mean, like just for anybody, this is going to be spoiler. Uh, but yeah, he he goes home, finds a Jewish girl living in his attic, or I guess his old sister's room, and um, you know, it just the story takes takes its toll from there um so yeah i mean first at a glance uh, the story could be i mean it's based off of a book i believe i'm not really sure what the book is called and yeah i saw that it's kind of like a i wouldn't say an Anne frank like spin but it's very uh clear upon like the first you know 30 minutes of the movie that it's about acceptance and love almost and like this you know don't don't uh judge a book by its cover yeah because basically you know he goes in full force and he's saying oh my god i have this jewel yeah yeah. living in my attic the the, the accents are so good yeah well yeah they're good we'll talk about the it's like you can tell it's like new zealand people trying to put on german accents yeah yeah yeah. but yeah like you said it's a it really is like you said caitlin did like it because it really was semi love story yeah i mean it had the elements of a love story and yeah i mean the girl is way older than him but just yeah yeah. just like that feel good journey from this this brainwashed kid almost to you know coming to into his own and understanding that you know the world isn't what he first believes or what he should be told it is um yeah it's this crazy coming of age story that it really can speak to all people. And that really talks to how good the movie is too, because I mean, you're doing a coming of age story that centers around these like normal tropes of like love and stuff, but you're surrounded by Nazis and craziness. And right. His two like camp counselors who were trying to like blow him up all the time. Yeah, that and all this crazy shit. Pivotal so. scene, that hand grenade scene in the beginning of the movie, just <laughs> out of nowhere and set the tone for the whole thing was amazing. But yeah, um, it was, you know, it was predictable in a way. Like, come on, I, you knew that. There were certain things that happened throughout that weren't predictable, but the end result was kind of predictable in a way. But I didn't care because the way that the characters are presented to you and, like, you just kind of fall in love with all of the characters themselves, even the ones that, like, even the Nazis that you're not supposed to like, right? Sam sure. Sam Rockwell was incredible. I loved him mm-hmm. and his progression throughout the whole movie and just, you know, that ending, which tore me apart. Um, yeah, it was, the story was there. It was a good look at 
the world the World War Two from the eyes of you know a German boy. Yeah, so I mean, just to cover off on the cast a little bit, it was like I said before, not even seeing the trailer. It's like crazy star studded, right? Oh yeah. Like I didn't even. This is how oblivious I was to going this movie. I didn't even know ScarJo was in this. Really? No idea. Wow. Was obviously pleasantly surprised because any movie with ScarJo in it. ScarJo just. Yeah absolutely kills it in this movie she's so good i mean the relationship between uh her and jojo like as a mom i I mean i've seen this twice now and that second time it like that relationship is just so well done and and not having the father there it's so good yeah exactly all right so should we get into it so i guess we can talk shortly I guess we'll cover the structure here too. We'll probably put this at the beginning of the pod later, but yeah, I guess basically we'll touch on the structure real quick where it's a rating show, right? So we're going to go back and forth. We're going to cover three main topics, story, execution, feeling. Yep. Right? So anytime me and Brian used to see a movie, first part was always talking about the story and the plot. You know, I was always a contrarian when it came to wanting a thing outside of the box plots and storytelling and stuff like that. So yeah, you'll see when we get to a uh, I would call that when we get to a Marvel movie review. Um, very plain and simple, and <laughs> I love it. And Taylor's just like ah! nothing will break a seven. <laughs> yes. Uh, second piece execution. Right, so execution. That's everything from acting to cinematography basically how they portrayed everything how they brought everything to life and then the third piece which we always talk about arguably bringing into our rankings is like the feeling score so how the movie made you feel and your personal enjoyment exactly personal enjoyment everybody's got different tastes so you know like subjectively that's gonna be there might be a bad movie there might be a really good movie that just you know it makes you feel a certain way so yep all right all right so let's hit it you want to Hit off your story first. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, story, I mean, we briefly kind of touched on it. Uh, there, the story was a little predictable in my, uh, in my mind. However, there were parts that just kind of floored me. Uh, first, I'll talk about that hand grenade scene. Uh, so, like, in the beginning, after he gets called uh, essentially a baby bitch by all of the Nazis for not killing the rabbit, uh, he has this... Uh, conversation with Hitler and becomes the rabbit that people will fear, right? So then he goes running through the woods uh, and grabs a grenade out of Sam Rockwell's hand and throws it after this incredible dancing montage scene with uh, Taika in the background as Hitler. Uh, The grenade crushes the tree and then blows him up essentially and makes him this Frankenstein monster that has to stay at home and can't go fight in the war. So like it was scenes like that, uh, that just kind of happened out of nowhere that didn't I wasn't expecting or like the scene, uh, with him and his mom when they were having dinner and, and they were, and they were dancing after he had already found the Jewish girl in the attic at that point. And he's all pissed at his mom but she comes in and just puts this charm on and you you see that the home dynamic without the father there or the sister that tragically passed away. You don't really get much information on that, but it's those scenes that go from, you know, hilarious to heartwarming. And then, 
the in-between, which would be, uh, I don't know if you saw it coming, but the scene where we find out his, uh, his mother dies. I mean, poof, yeah. man, uh, all the feels. So story-wise, you know, how we get there was surprising. The getting there or the, the end result was not. That's just how I felt about it. Um, what about you? Yeah, no, that's like basically exactly what I have, right? So I said, you know, in my notes here, great twists and turns. It didn't really follow a traditional plot. Um, you couldn't really see, I mean, you obviously knew where it was heading towards the end, but, you know, you didn't really always see it coming. The scene with his mom, I also wrote that down being awesome. Yeah. Um, also loved how they weren't afraid to kill the mom. That was kind of insane. Yeah, great choice. I think they would actually end up doing that, especially since the dad was gone and kind of out of the picture. You didn't think that in this movie that was kind of shaping up to be a feel-good movie would end up just straight up leaving this kid orphaned. Yeah, especially watching it again and you're like, how is this kid, you know, going to survive after all this is over, right? Like, he doesn't really have anybody. Throughout the movie, they don't really make it known that there are other parents or or, um, adults besides Sam Rockwell that are in the picture, except for the, you know, the girl that he, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, cause everybody's off fighting the war. Exactly. They're losing. They're pinned back. It's crazy. Right. So you feel for yeah, him exactly. so much during that, that time. Yeah, it's nuts. And I thought also the way that they balanced the comedy with kind of the weight of the whole situation was really clever in the writing. Um, you know, obviously they didn't cheapen, you know, the war or, you know, the, like the going against the Jewish people, it was right. very, it was very well done. It wasn't just like, oh, oh, this is a joke, and it wasn't a like a very dark, deep, dramatic. They balanced it very well. Right, and it, um, let's get into, I mean, Taika as Hitler, the Hitler portrayal. Right, everybody's afraid of that at first glance. I mean, there was a report that came out that Disney ex- execs were um, disturbed the first time the movie was screened because they own this movie essentially now um it's not done in any way that would make you feel uncomfortable you know i think it's it's not um it's not you know pg rated by any means but it's never goes over the top and it's like super heartwarming and and again it all comes from this place of sort of letting you as the viewer gather more information right um mm-hmm. so yeah i will say the one con i had was and i think you were trying to get at it too is the end felt a little rushed yeah for it sure it's kind of just like here's this long arc and everybody had this amazing personal story to tell and then it was just kind of like oh shit the americans are here yeah it's over yeah you know? yeah i would have liked to get into what happens to jojo and elsa i believe her name is after they walk outside i mean it's a great ending but I wanted to kind of see, based off of you know uh, his mom dying, how they went about after the war, right? So yeah. to make sure that they were okay, you know, they talk about going to Paris a lot during the movie. I wanted to make sure that she was gonna take him with her, and he wasn't gonna be alone, you know. So yeah. So what's your score, man? Uh, I mean, given the a little bit of predictability, um, however some of the twists and turns i don't really know that i can go as low as like a 7.5 i'm gonna go with like a 7.5 wow 
Wow. Out of 10. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I can't give the, this story is not the greatest story in the world, but I didn't care. Plus you can't go too high on the first review. Come on. You got to set a bar for yourself. Ah, see, I thought the writing was really clever because you could tell in the writing, like I said before, they, it, it, yes, it comes down to execution, but the tone of the movie was set from day one in the writing and how they ripped the comedic bits. It wasn't just like gags, you know? Yeah, no, there were no gags at all. I I had it up to a 7.9. I thought it was really good. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to stick with 7.5, um, you know, a little bit of the predictability, and I would have liked uh, some some closure, more closure than what we got. But, yeah. uh, again, I agree with you, though. The writing is great, and there are not many jokes in this movie that don't land. Pretty, I mean, I'm laughing, not like belly laughs, but I'm laughing pretty good this whole time. Holy crap, who would have thought on the first ever score you would have given something higher than me? Well, wait that till we get to the, the execution and enjoyment bad. level, man. Wait till we get to the execution and enjoyment. I'm trying to, you know, hone my skills of, of rating. I can't just give everything very high, which I tend to do because <laughs> I just love everything. <laughs> Again, wait till we get to a blowing up movie or something with a lot of CGI. 10, 10, 10, 10. <laughs> All right. So how do we move on to execution? Yeah, let's go into execution, which is what? Basically just uh, performances, technical filmmaking, you know, music, the, the flavor of the director. Yep, exactly. So anything beyond just the actual physical dialogue and storytelling that enhanced the film. Yeah. Um, okay. You want to start? Yeah. So... Performances in this were pretty amazing across the board, except for one thing, which I don't think you're gonna agree. No, with. don't but say it. The first thing I have to say that I think you will agree with, I'll save the other one. Okay, okay, okay. I think they used, and I told you this before. I think they used Rebel Wilson how she be she should be used in every single movie she's ever in. Yeah, dude, she was pretty funny in this movie. I despise <laughs> Rebel Wilson in. Everything I've seen her in since Bridesmaids. I think she is the biggest joke. I think she had one really good character acting part that everybody like went goo-goo over, and then Hollywood was like, all right, we're going to make you a star. Damn. Like, that kind of a character doesn't carry a movie. Yeah. And I think she was used perfectly in this movie. I think she was back to her Bridesmaids one-liners here and there. She was. She was barely – she was – I mean, not barely in the movie, but she only had a few scenes or little one-liners that you throw in there, but everything was delivered perfectly, and she had that New Zealand, like, I don't yeah. I don't care attitude. I mean, my favorite scene uh, is when they're sitting there in the pool – uh, and she's on the other side of the pool bench and like just hears the conversation and slides over, but it takes her like seven or eight slides to get over. It's just like the little, <laughs> it's a little situational comedy that yeah. it wasn't over the top that she, yeah, I totally agree. She excelled in that. Yeah, no, so I thought that was absolutely perfect. I thought, uh, her name is Thompson McKenzie. That's the girl who played Elsa. Uh, I mean, she was just freaking ridiculous. Uh, let's just like, shout out all of the kids. Jojo, All the, kids were amazing. Uh, the girl that you just mentioned that plays Elsa. I mean, mm-hmm. the chemistry between the two of them. I mean, they carry the whole movie. 
They have to. Yeah, which is unbelievable. Like, that speaks a lot to Taika to be able to take two no-name actors or kid actors, really, and, like, get this out of them. It's unreal. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, they were – they conveyed all of the emotions that he asked of them, and, again, they are the heart and soul of this movie. They make you feel – I mean, his reaction – when he sees his mother's shoes and he yeah. holds her her feet i mean tears it was just so good and just sitting there it was it really made you ha- have that feeling so yeah i totally agree yeah. all the kids and was... shout out to yorkie my boy <laughs> yorkie was i'll get to yorkie he was low-key my favorite part of this I, movie. That's, i'm not gonna talk about yorkie i'll let you do you not did you not like yorkie was that your no negative? no no yorkie was good i was actually i was wanting a little more yorkie same man yorkie when he showed up again towards that third act oh yeah. my god so funny exactly i thought the set design was really awesome i thought that it was you know usually when you see world war ii movies it's always extremely bleak yeah and things are just like dusted rubble but this is clearly like a town that hadn't been touched yet and was still like vibrant totally good point when him and his mom go out on that walk and she talks about how you need to dance through life and all this stuff it was like this beautiful scene right by this river it was was just really nice and the costumes and everything were awesome um steven merchant was awesome oh my god he played a perfect that scene when they all come in and they do the heil uh, like yeah. 10 times in I a row. That. Oh, so that. funny. Really yeah, that was great. That was great. Yeah. The only thing, and this is not a knock on this movie at all, but this speaks to how amazing and glorious bastards is because whenever they did the Stephen Merchant Gestapo trying to find her and they're like right outside of her room and you're like on pins and needles the whole time. All I can think about anytime I see a scene like that for the rest of my life is going to be that glorious bastards underneath the floorboard scene. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't even think about that until now you just bring that up. Yeah. I will always draw parallels to that because it's just, it's so great. I mean, it's just. I mean, let's talk about that scene real quick when she shows up pretending to be uh, his sister. Yeah. That was tense. And then she gives a birth date wrong sam rockwell i mean that's when you just feel for for you know the war is just taking its toll on all these people mm-hmm. right i mean that's again yeah um so did that mean I'm, I'm, i put this together in the movie but i kind of forgot about it and dropped it down so sam rockwell was he like a sympathizer then i don't know i mean he said in the beginning of the movie that he was demoted because he screwed something up and he yeah. <laughs> knocked his eye out right um but yeah i don't really know i mean i just like that you know these people had a heart they were just kind of you know for their country right it was almost like they didn't have a choice Mm -hmm. but really you know they they knew what they were doing was wrong i kind of assumed that since he had a close relationship with his mother and at the end obviously he comes out guns a blazing flames of glory with his like Elton John Nazi <laughs> uniform yeah. blazing into battle. Oh, uh, so know? good. I was like, oh, okay, maybe he had some you know, internal struggle and he just you know, knew the war was coming to an end and kind of let it slide. Very so. possible. So I thought those were good. So my only con in the execution category that I could think of off the top of my head was, and I know you're not going to agree with this. Is it Taika? 
himself. Matt Tyka. Matt Tyka okay, himself. Okay. I thought Tyka was good. I thought Sam Rockwell was just Sam Rockwell. Really? Okay, man. I've been talking about Sam Rockwell, hyping him up this whole time. I know. I thought he was just Sam Rockwell, right? I thought he... I mean, obviously, like, he's... <laughs> He's himself in, like, every movie he's in. He's in so much stuff, too. I just saw a trailer cast. the other day. Yeah, he gets cast perfectly as himself every time. Yeah. But it, it was just kind of sad to see him, like, doing the same thing again and again and again. Because I feel like he has more than that. But, I mean, he is freaking hilarious. No, I won't disagree with you. He is definitely playing a role that he's played before. I, he's almost playing, like, a Justin Hammer from Iron Man 2. Like, just this eccentric kind of, you know, clueless idiot. Um, but I just felt like that role could have been so much more, and it kind of wasn't. It, but. it definitely, I feel, I understand what you're saying. I just think that his ultimate uh, redemption moment just makes that character, and it could have been anybody, it really could have, but that it makes that character so um, just... I don't know. I love that character because of that moment. I've seen it twice and both times when he, you know, saves him and when they were about to get uh, lined up and shot by the Americans at the very end. Um, you know, yeah, both times was, when, he, when he tells me, he goes, go home and, and take care of that sister of yours. You know, that I got that got me both times. Um, but I, 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 I don't good. disagree with you. He is kind of just playing the same role that he has. Yeah, and then to tack on to that, Alfie Allen, a.k.a. Reek, a.k.a. Fiona Greyjoy. Yeah. That was just kind of like a throwaway role. Yeah, I agree. Was, I mean, he, he was, was just kind of there, and it was just kind of distracting because he didn't really have any lines. Yeah. It was just kind of like, oh, all right, Theon's here. What's up? He's being his Reek role again. Yeah, I don't, I don't like, disagree with you there. Um, you know, he's got one or two funny lines. I guess the, the – not lines, but his interactions with Sam Rockwell's character can be taken as funny, but yeah, it's not anything to gloat about. Um, but is that it? You got anything else? Uh, I think that was it, man. I think it was... I think the execution was pretty odd. I think it was better than the writing. But yeah. That. I will tack on and say, again, Taika as a director, just one... His humor style, uh, as well as you know what he draws out of his um, the kids mostly. I mean, think about all of his movies. He's had kids be the leads in pretty much everything from Hunt for the Wilder People, yeah. Boy. Uh, I mean, I guess for except for what we do in the shadows, but I mean, he mm-hmm. brings out these killer performances. Um, no wonder Disney's trying to snatch him up. Dude, right? Like, oh, this kid's this guy's the kid whisperer. He, he's so good. Um, need to bring him in. I loved him as Hitler as well. I thought it was it was really funny. Um, it was just classic Taika humor. And I will also say that I thought the music was awesome. Um, I think G. Kino did the score. I can't be a hundred percent sure, but like the little hints of like this kid's tune, like this dun 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 dun, dun. Yeah. Like I just like that. Uh, I thought it me- it meshed really well with the German like folklore stuff, as well as um, just like having this kid vibe to it. So I dug it. Yeah. Um, it was G. Kino, by the way. Was it G. Kino? Yeah. Yeah. Love that baby. Scores and scores and soundtracks. Uh, 
But yeah, I, I I agree. My my execution score is gonna be pretty high. I'm gonna go pretty much with like a nine point five. Holy! I, shit. I mean, I don't think I think given what he, you know, what he was, what he had with the writing. I know there was source material, but I mean, all of these performances were were awesome. I Scarjo Scarjo was just that good, man. She was awesome. She's such a babe. She's just great. She's great in everything she does. 9.5. I got to go 9.5, man. I, that's a two-point differential from 7.5 to 9. I told you I was going to go high. All right, I had an 8.1, so I'm, okay. I'm 7. What did I say? 7.9. I think. Yeah, what did I say? 7.5 and then 9.5. Damn. Yeah, man. 9.5. Jesus. Yeah. All right. Um, all right, last piece. Enjoyment. Feel. How to make you feel. How'd you enjoy it? Yeah. Just in general. Okay. If you're blindly watching it. Okay. Not analyzing. It will make you feel moments of um, laughter, moments of sadness, and then just moments of like warmth, uh, beginning to end throughout the whole thing. There are some good laughs. I mean, there are some there are some good laughs, uh, and then there is there are a lot of tears. Yeah. Um, and ultimately towards the end of it, you are just get this feeling of happiness. I forget what the, um, the title card or something that comes up at the very end, but there's, it's from the po uh, the poet that she loves mm, during, yeah. during the movie. Mm. There's a quote that comes up. It's something like, let whatever happens to you happen and don't forget it and then grow from it kind of thing. And that message was just super powerful, especially right at the end of that movie. Um, it really just, it you know, I'm not Jewish, but I feel like someone watching that movie had this connection. It would be just a great thing to see. Uh, I really thought that the blend of the humor, the, um, the emotion was just there. It, it hit on all cylinders for me. So I found the quote. It says, let everything happen to you. Beauty and terror. Just keep going. There it is. feeling is final. Just keep going. What's the quote? She, and, and what's the other thing that every time um, they walk outside and he goes, is it dangerous? And they say, extremely. And then it's open the door. Like, just go out there and just keep on moving, you know? Keep on moving. And that, I mean... The shot of the movie that just made it for me was when she steps outside after being in that attic for probably years right. and hiding through the whole entire World War, and she just steps outside. It's insanely powerful, but not only that, but when she turns around and looks at JoJo and just starts, like, tapping her foot. The dancing, man. And then oh. they just slowly start dancing yeah. in the middle of the street. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I went crazy. It's so good. I mean, they picked the perfect song for it, too. And, yeah, the two of them dancing back and forth, uh, that was uh, so good. Yeah. So that was a big time feels for me. And then another moment where they were trying to, like, portray, I feel like, symbolism for when she you could tell that she finally trusted him and that he was just, like, a kid and they had, like, a good relationship. When she finally breaks down and admits to JoJo – that her boyfriend's been dead for like a year. Yes. 
that was pretty powerful stuff too when he was reading those like blank cards to her saying going through all these things and telling her all these things to cheer her up yeah and then she's just like yeah he's been dead for a year that was crazy yeah again there are just a lot of tears uh to be had throughout this movie and you know i, I the second time i saw it i took karen with me and she was locked in didn't see a lot of it coming was was full range of emotions too and you know that just goes to show that the power that the movie has i think on on the people who see it it's it's just a good feel good at the same time super sad uh story that you know i frankly i'm glad that it was told because this thing happened right yeah so that was my one con and i know it's kind of contradictory because before in the story and execution i was saying how awesome it was that they were able to kind of you know intertwine humor throughout the entire story yeah i feel like just because of and i'm not trying to be like social justice warrior ultra pc because of course that that's not not what i'm like but i feel like they should have taken at least like 10 to 20 minutes or like one of the acts to have it be pretty serious because there was some pretty serious shit happening like even when the mom dies and then you know five minutes later it's cutting to yorkie blowing up that uh yeah exactly yeah yeah so i think it would have been a good like break for the audience to kind of have like an oh shit moment right and kind of subdue themselves for a decent chunk of time and then when that first joke hit to lighten the mood i think i could have hit really hard but it was just kind of like a steady i mean that's the way type of movies are right? yeah they all have steady, that like a journey if you're kind of like bopping along yep. it's not really like high hills and valleys so but that was the one thing just because of the subject material but other than that i thought it was pretty awesome yeah i had a good time on my uh i had a smile on my face the whole time i was in there um you know, so I I'm gonna go with man. Thinking like a eight point seven out of ten. Ooh, I'll go eight seven. Right. I'll go eight seven. Yeah. Eight seven. Yeah, because I mean, I I was not enjoying myself when I saw ScarJo die. I mean, that just that was yeah that was brutal. So I'm coming in again right at an eight point zero. Okay. Man, good um, scores. Good scores. Just because that, just because that factor, right? I thought maybe, and right, like I'm, I'm not Jewish either, so I don't, I don't really know, right? So, but I thought maybe some people could have seen it, and like it's not offensive, but you know, yeah, I think it could have taken a little bit of time. No, I, I understand totally what you're saying. Just a little, you know, uh, not so much levity in there, bring, bring a little more attention to a serious issue. Nine. So we got right, we got so our three right. We got our scores. So you were coming in with a scary score of seven point five. Yes. Execution score nine point five. Correct. Like an insane person, and then a feeling of eight point seven. I had a story of seven nine. Execution of eight one, and a feeling score of eight point oh. That brings my total average to an eight point oh. Damn. Total average for you of. What nine five to seven five? That's eight five plus the eight seven. So I guess eight six. Let me do the math real quick, but that sounds pretty much right. Um, yeah, I mean, first first one of the of the year that we're doing. I guess this is just a trial run, but 
it was it was a good movie, man. I, it did not disappoint for being my most anticipated of this uh, this fall season, really. So yeah, eight point eight point six for me. At the very end, classic. You are averaging a half point higher, which is probably going to be the case. It's probably going to be the case for most things. People are going to have to understand that I see movies that I want to see, right? So I'm never going to really go into something and give it. I'm not going to destroy a movie unless it's Mother. Dude, have you seen that movie? It is awful. No, yeah, I really, don't. I don't uh, necessarily have a desire to. Yeah, so. Um, so eight six three eight zero, but see at the same time it's all right because on a sliding scale we're we're ranking it right. Right. So these scores are pretty arbitrary. All that matters is where it falls in the list of the year. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now now that I I've set a bar, I can't go too high because this is like, this was one of my favorite movies of the year for sure. Yeah, it was probably one of my favorites as well. So, I guess we just stash this. In the stash this in the archives. Um, next week we are going to be. You want to do that? We can kind of get into yeah. what's coming out over the next couple weeks and what we're planning on doing. Can give a little preview. What are we planning on doing next? Should we just should we yeah. talk about what we want to do? Uh, so, sure. I really want to see Ford vs. Ferrari. You've already seen it, right? I have not seen Ford vs. Ferrari yet. I thought you have, but I'm planning on seeing it on uh, Friday. Gotcha. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I'm all for that being the next one. I've, I'm hearing good things, uh, and I'm really excited for it. So we'll do Ford vs. Ferrari. If not, if you're able to go and see Knives Out, we can do Knives Out, because I did see Knives Out. Knives Out. I don't know when that comes. Does that come out the same this weekend? Yeah, I think it comes out Wednesday okay. on the I was holiday weekend release. planning on trying to get Knives Out the following week because uh, I know Karen wanted to see that one. So let's do let's plan to try and do Ford versus Ferrari on Sunday. If not, uh, we can do Knives Out like middle of next week because I will have seen it by Tuesday. So we went to go see Knives Out, and we get into the theater. Damn, I'm so jealous. You know how when you go to, like, an early release, and sometimes they have the director come up on the screen? Yeah. And, like, say a little blurb? So Ryan Johnson pops up in his, like, little Yoda voice, and he's like, Hey, guys, thanks for coming to the early showing of Knives Out. <laughs> if you check under your seat, there's a free poster. No. Like, oh, every single person looks under their seat. There's no poster. No. <laughs> And he wasn't, like, trying to punk us or anything. He's yeah. Like, and if you have the poster and there's a sticker on the back, you win a prize. Wow. But I'm jealous, man. we were man. walking out, they gave us all a poster. And then it was literally just some, like, lazy-ass high school kid being, like, saying to every person, here's a poster, sticker on the back, you win a cup. Poster, on the sticker on the back, you win a cup. Tell me you got it. Tell me you got it. No, I didn't get Damn. it. Damn. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm really looking forward to that one. Um because, I mean, every Ryan Johnson movie, we won't talk about Last Jedi because I still think it's a well-made movie. All of his movies are good. I mean, he's a he's a good director. So I'm yeah. really looking forward to uh, Knives Out, especially for him to kind of branch away from the stink of uh, Last Jedi that he's received. Not all, yeah. not all warranted, but, you know, mostly. Yeah, not all. I agree. Um, okay. Yeah, so we'll do uh, – let's plan Ford versus Ferrari. 
Knives Out, one or the two. Are you planning on seeing Frozen? Yes. Uh, but to be honest, there's so much good stuff. Yeah, you can. I I, I get you. Like, dude, that'll be on Disney Plus in like two seconds. I mean, we saw it last weekend. Um, it was a packed house of screaming little kids. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't. And I'm they not weren't really annoying. worried about spoilers for Frozen either. Yeah, so. I won't. We won't get into it. Um, but okay, yeah. So Frozen maybe on the radar. Um, all right, cool. Well, speaking of Disney Plus, you want to get into it a little bit because. I have been consuming every piece of content on there that I can. <laughs> Dude, I don't know what it is. Me too. It's not right? that I'm like that hooked on these things. It's just like, you know what it is to me? And you know what I think it's appealing to people? Like one of the like psychological things that's appealing to people? Yeah. Is that it's the first streaming service where – you're not overwhelmed by a billion things. Because so, we've like, seen it all. It's all quality stuff. And yeah, there's like a ton of stuff on it, right? Yeah. But like, you're not scrolling through like Leprechaun 7 back to Iceland, <laughs> you know? You're, you're not like scrolling through a bunch of bull crap to get to stuff that you actually want. Yeah. Not to say that everything on Disney Plus is stuff I actually want, because a lot of it's like, you know, racist live action Disney movies from like the 50s. But, <laughs> you know? It's cool to, like, just see everything, and obviously, you know, if you have a kid, that's just got to be freaking, just flick on whatever's on. Right? I mean, I haven't gotten into any of the, um, like, Disney kid stuff, but, I mean, first thing I'll say is they need to have a continue watching bar up top, and they also need to, um, like, update what shows up on the main page because like it's a lot of the same stuff because there's so much stuff on there that when you are just like scrolling through it's not on there and you got to like think to yourself okay i want to watch the even stevens movie and search it right like it's tough for sure but i mean that's they'll they'll get through that stuff right it's just the beginnings it's launched like there will be suggestions new things will come but all right i mean i'm not even getting into the Marvel or the Star Wars, the new releases that they've watched. I've watched pretty much everything, but I'm going old school content. What have you been watching? I need to know. So so before I get into that, <laughs> I did watch the <laughs> the Marvel hype video. Uh the one with all of the stuff for like Disney Plus. D23. Like yeah, 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 same dude. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty awesome. It was pretty good. Cause I never saw all that and just so the fact that they were able to like take all that and condense it into 15 minutes so I could see it all. Real and quick. a surprise release. Like, I don't think anybody knew that was coming. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty cool. That was cool. Um, the one thing, so I'm watching a bunch of, obviously Mandalorian, duh. Yeah. Um, I've been watching, like I said, Gordon Ramsay's Uncharted. Okay. National okay. Graphic show is pretty dope. And then I've been watching the Imagineering story. How is that? Because I'm, sort of waiting to go through that that's like the docuseries is it episodes or is it one long Eps. thing it is episodes Eps, and it comes out one at a time the same night as mandalorian so it's like every friday that's yes yeah, so right now there's only three episodes. i think that the weekly review or weekly launch of something is genius it keeps the conversation going for a longer period of time on these shows and especially given something like a mandalorian which is only 30 minutes an episode 
yeah. you know, you can fly through that in four hours, right? That's like watching two movies back to back once it's all said but, and done. But they're doing it. I think they're doing it the right way, and I hope they continue to do it this way because it makes it more of like event weekly watching. Yeah, and I like the format. The only gripe I have with it is if they want to make it true event style TV, like a Thrones or something like that. Yeah, they need to put it at like a watchable time. Like yeah, they need to drop it on their platform at like a, at like nine or eight or something. What t- I don't even know what time it goes up because I'm not watching it until Friday night when I get home from work anyway. Well, it drops at midnight. It drops at midnight Thursday night, like going into Friday. See, but it's a streaming service where. You know, like Thrones was on Sunday after or Sunday night, so you're watching it on Sunday night. But I mean, unless you're talking about people that want to watch it Thursday night, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, Friday is the day, I guess. Yep. Um, but yeah, I mean, the original stuff that they've got, uh, I'm enjoying Jeff Goldblum stuff. I think he is just. Oh yeah, I watched the first two episodes. Yeah, the third episode, which is tattoos, is wild as as well i mean he's just entertainment in in a nutshell so having a show where he just talks about whatever fascinates him is is pretty fascinating um yeah. watching high school musical it's nice. not that bad uh you know it's not really it's not a musical there's like no songs which is surprising it's it's actually just like a more kid office style thing uh, the ravens on yeah. Nice, nice, nice. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm loving it. I'm going through the Clone Wars right now. Um, I'm watching some Disney or some Even Stevens, and uh, oh, nice. I'm going back to the to the uh, to the well of Disney Channel original movies. They are pretty good. I already asked my friend Mueller how many times he's watched Johnny Tsunami. <sighs> What is your favorite? All right, we'll end it with this. What is your favorite Disney Channel original movie? Dude, so I haven't watched any of them in forever, but the probably the one I have the biggest connection with. I don't know why, but I just have this like extremely vivid memory okay. of being a kid. And every night, it was like they dropped the Disney original movie. Remember how they used to only have commercials for the Disney Channel on Disney Channel? Oh, absolutely. So they just like brainwashed the hell out of you? Yeah. So the movie that I remember, me and my brother, we're at this Mexican restaurant, okay. Don Pablo's, and we're sitting there, and it's like a Friday night or whatever night it was, whatever night the Disney original movies came out, and we were so pissed because we wanted to get home for the world premiere of Smart House. Oh my God, it's a classic. I know. Smart House is good. Smart House is good. Um, I will go, man, there are so many good ones. Um, honorable mentions, uh, 13th year, uh, luck of the Irish, luck of the Irish, the Irish. um, moto crossed, um, obviously like brink, yeah, brink, tsunami. Johnny tsunami. I mean, also Xenon, yeah, Xenon 21st girl of the 21st century. Um, but yeah, if I had to say what my favorite one is, um, I, I'm I'm gonna gear towards uh, Johnny Tsunami or Brink. Those are just classics. But yeah, don't sleep on Can of Worms. People don't know about Can of Worms, but Can of Worms was the weirdest and 
low-key entertaining uh, Disney Channel original movie. So we'll end on that. Perfect. I'm going to go watch The Marvelous. All right, man. Talk to you. See you. Peace.